Today my guest is Reverend Karen Shockley, opening our series on faith and the future. We're calling Preachers to the Podium. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville. So far this season, we've added three more ongoing series to our exciting roster. They include the business of doing business. They're entrepreneurs of many stripes, disclose how they get it done, what works, what doesn't, and how to do it better. Then we added to our science series, a sister series on technology and creativity that we've called the internet of everything. Perhaps we should have called that the iphonization of the social sphere. <laughs> And now begins Preachers to the Podium, where I will place three beginning questions. Welcome to this new series. So far, we've had over 200 guests join us on the journey, sharing their passions, their solutions, their concerns, their stories. They have enlightened us, inspired us, entertained us, educated us. I, I always feel quite privileged. Along the way, we've raised a number of intriguing questions and have had raised to us a number of intriguing questions. So I've been looking forward to launching this current series that's going to begin today and the series that will be coming up soon. 
Now, let me explain how this one will work. As I said before, this series is about faith and the future. We're calling it Preachers to the Podium. And I've invited and am still inviting from a wide spectrum of faiths and beliefs. And I would be placing three beginning questions, more as we go along, at their disposal so that there is no confusion and I suspect I won't be able to avoid some confusion. I'm quite known to be quite passionate, but this program is not about me or my positions on any of the matters. And trust me, there will be some biting matters that will be coming up in the future. I do want my guests all to feel welcome and comfortable to come and share with us. So enjoy. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Now, where was I? Yes, I was explaining how the series will work. But before I continue, let's meet our guest, Reverend Karen Shockley author of 12 Days of Christmas, A Spiritual Fast, and other poetic writings. I received about a dozen or so emails encouraging me to meet Reverend Shockley, to find out about her new call by God, and what God told her to do. And I wanted to know, of course, what gives her the authority to tell us what God wants? Before airing this new series, Preachers to the Podium, I met Reverend Shockley at Kathy's Tea Room, a beautiful place. We'll hear more about that. She had just done speaking and signing books, and I arrived dripping in sweat. She rushed up to me with a big smile, gave me a huge hug, then took out her handkerchief and began to sap the torrents of sweat oozing from my forehead. She was pleased to meet me, and I, her. I am comfortably dry at this moment. I am in Dallas. She's in Delaware. Well, Reverend Karen Shockley, welcome to the program. Tell us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. T tell us about yourself, please. Well, I am an ordained minister of the gospel 
I serve under the leadership of Apostle Richard M. Avon, who is the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church here in Dover, Delaware. And up until six months ago, I also served as for seven years as director of drama ministries there. And I wrote plays, but also the people who worked with me wrote plays. But uh, two of the important plays that I wrote were his mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the lord and but the very first play that i wrote had to do with touching the hem of his garment hmm. and uh, i do have a degree in biblical studies also but i think it's important for people to also know something about me which is since i moved here in 2007 moved to from texas to Delaware, I've been serving as caregiver for my disabled mother and until two months ago, also disabled sister hmm. who suffered a stroke three years ago and I moved her from Virginia to Delaware so I could, you know, care for both her and mom. Hmm. So I had two wheelchairs in the house <laughs> all while writing my book. Uh-huh. So, but now her daughter has come here and uh, they live together, so I'm back to just taking care of my mom. Okay. You know, these days, even if you are living under a rock, I think it is very hard not to be aware that as much goodness and kindness and love as is every kind of evil, every kind of horror, 
and brutality, physical, emotional, spiritual, all kinds of horrific deceptions and subtle deceptions are being perpetrated in the name of God. Naturally, you'd imagine that if a guest comes on with a claim from God or a call from God, as speaking in the name of God, I am going to ask them to tell us about this God. Of which God uh, do they speak? Who is inspiring them toward their claim? What's your inspiration? Well, I have to say that my personal inspiration is Jesus Christ mm. and, and actually the triune nature of, of God, mm. including God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people talk about God, but I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, and because of the saving grace of Jesus Christ, I have an intense desire level to uh, strive to live a holy and righteous life. Mm. I really do, and and really, I'm inspired to compel others to do the same thing, beginning with confessing Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and accepting Him, believing in their heart that God raised Him from the dead, so mm. that they too can be saved. Mm -hmm. So that's what inspires me, Jesus. It really is all about Jesus. Well, tell us about your book then. Describe it to us. And Well, the what inspired me to write the book, actually, Neville, was the fact that one night I actually heard Jesus tell me, start the fast. I, I heard him say those words. So... It's something about hearing Jesus himself talk to you that will get your attention. See, two weeks prior, he had told me that a fast was coming, hmm. a spiritual fast. Mm -hmm. And so I knew something was coming down the pike at some point, but now on December 11th of 2010, while literally while ironing my Christmas tablecloth, I heard Jesus himself tell me about 11 p.m. start the fast. Hmm. And I said, yes, Lord, what kind of fast would you like me to go on? And he said, 12 days of Christmas fast. I didn't have to ask him what that meant, because all in those four words, 12 days of Christmas, he said, Karen, for years, people have been saying what their true love would give to them. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gives to me a partridge in a pear tree. He said, Karen, write me a poem and tell me what you would give me 
your true love. Mm. So I asked him, yes, Lord. I said, yes, Lord, when does the fast start? And he said, the fast starts Monday. Monday is day one. So at that point, once I got back to my room, I, I, I just became overwhelmed by the enormity of his request. It occurred to me, what in the world could I give up that that would be good enough for Jesus. And so at that point, he just put me to sleep, Neville. Mm. And a couple of hours later, he woke me up and he gave me day one, day two, and day three. He told me what he wanted for the first day of Christmas, the second day of Christmas, the third day of Christmas, and he put me back to sleep. And then throughout the night, he would wake me and give me two or three more days until on the on day 12, I was writing day 12 at 6 a.m. that Sunday morning. But in the end, Jesus had given me exactly what he wanted for his birthday, Neville. Mm-hmm. The, he, he wanted our obedience in honoring his wishes in the 12 days of Christmas. You see... He, when he when he told me when I realized the fast ends, it starts on December thirteenth for throughout eternity forever and ever. The fast will start on December thirteenth and it will end on Christmas Eve. And when I saw that, he said, "Karen, don't you get the rest of your gifts ready in time to present them at Christmas?" And he gave, he gave me a vision at that moment and showed me uh, uh, the arm of a waiter. And the waiter's arm had a white towel on it and, and a white gloved hand. And he, he referred me to Isaiah 40, verse 31, a very familiar scripture. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So this is what the book is based on, because Jesus himself told me, Karen, tell them to consider the word wait as if it is the word serve. He said, I will renew the strength of those who serve me. And so what my book is about, Neville, is a compilation. In 2009, God had told me to gather together all the poems he had given me over the years and publish them in a book. And and while I was doing that, he said the poem would be on the left side, and then on the right side, he would give me what he told me to refer to as nuggets, which are words from the Lord, would be on the adjacent page. But little did I know that while I was compiling, getting all the poems together, the next year, Jesus would tell me about the 12 Days of Christmas fast poem, which he indicated later that that poem, the 12 Days of Christmas poem, fast poem, would serve as the foundation of my book, and that the book should be named by the same title. When I asked him why anybody would want to purchase a book of my poetry, he said, they won't, po- they won't purchase it for your poetry. This isn't a book of poetry. They will purchase the book because of the fast, but I will bless them through the nuggets, the other nuggets that I will give you in the poetic writings. 
And so that's what my book is about. My book is basically telling about the particulars of the new spiritual fast that he has given me to announce to the entire world. I don't know why he picked me, just a, a, a regular woman in Dover, Delaware, but he picked me. He chose me, and when he did, when you hear God give you instruction, you have to, have to, have to do what he said, and I wrote what he told me to write in the book. Mm. So the book is a compilation of those poems, and on the adjacent page, the important spiritual aspects that he wanted to bring out, somewhat based on the poems, but those poems and other writings are surrounding the real meat of the book, which the meat of the book is divided in the 12 days of Christmas. So on one page, I talk about what it is Jesus wants for that day, and then on the adjacent page, I give data of what I did for that day over the three years that I did the fast on my own before he finally told me that I was released to publish the book. Hmm. Well, I'll be right back with Reverend Karen Shuckley. You are on the journey. My guest is Reverend Karen Shockley. This is our new series on faith and the future we are calling Preachers to the Podium, at which I will place three beginning questions. I don't have a particular format in mind for the series throughout. To some guests, I intend to place the questions for them to answer, just let them answer. To some, I would entertain a lively discussion. <clears throat> to some guests, I probably will challenge. As always, you are welcome to share any of your questions you prefer me to place at the podium. To my guests, I always want them to feel welcomed and loved. Oh, I'm back with Reverend Karen Shockley. Karen, you mentioned earlier that Jesus spoke to you, told you what book to write and how to write it. How does one know that God, or Jesus in this case, is speaking to them? What What is that like? Well, that's an interesting question, and I'm glad you asked me, because Jesus said in, um, in, in the Bible, around John 10, I think it's John 10, 27, my sheep know my voice. So it, we know that it's Jesus speaking to us when we have a personal relationship with him. And the way that you gain a personal relationship with him, first and foremost, is to accept him as your personal savior. To uh, Romans 10 and 9 says, that if you believe in your heart and confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So once you are saved, then you begin a 
to develop a relationship with him. And you do that through prayer. You do it through praise and worship. You do that through developing your faith, having the faith that what you read in the Bible is the, is the true and infallible Word of God. So it's a process. You don't overnight, I didn't overnight one day become saved day one and begin to hear his voice because it, 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 there's a, a process. So I got saved when I was 15, and so I'm, I'm nearly 60 now. So there have been a lot of years of praying, a lot of years of believing and trusting in the Word of God. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you cannot increase your faith unless you hear the Word, unless you read the Word, unless you hear a preacher, someone preaching the Word, unless you read the Word yourself, you're never going to gain a, a greater understanding of who God is, let alone who Jesus is. But when you accept Him, then you will begin to weed out all other voices and know that you know that you know you're hearing the voice of God in the person of Jesus. Or you might hear the voice of God in the person of God the Father. Or you might hear the hear instruction or direction from God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent here as a comforter when Jesus ascended back to heaven. And he said he would leave, he would send a comforter. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit who guides and directs us. the journey and it's time for our question of the week our question of the week is this has God ever spoken to you how do you describe that voice and that experience has God ever spoken directly to you how do you describe that voice and that experience. Well, I'm back in the air with Reverend Karen Shockley. Reverend, 
who exactly did you write this book for? What do you ex the reader kind of reader are you looking for, and uh, what are you expecting them to get from it? Well, I I feel that the book is really designed to attract the attention, definitely of all the saved people of the world, those people who accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Mm -hmm. This is, the book is important to those people in particular, because frankly, we're, we're in the last days. Jesus could return for his church at any time. In fact, he, he told me to remind his people that in the Bible, he said that he was coming back, in the Holy Bible, he said that he was coming back for a church with neither spot nor wrinkle. He told me specifically to tell his people they should consider this fact a dress rehearsal. In other words, he's coming back for a church that's with neither spot nor wrinkle. This fast allows the people who are fasting to love on Jesus in such a way that it automatically causes them to line up correctly with the Word of God. Hmm. In other words, once you start in the fast doing the things Jesus wants, then, then you necessarily line yourself up to be obedient to his will. And so the book right now is important because it pro literally provides the foundation for the new spiritual fast that God has asked me to announce to the people. See, all the other fasts in the Bible required the people were requiring something from God. They wanted protection from an enemy, or, or they wanted deliverance from their situation, or they wanted favor from God. Regardless of what the circumstances were, they wanted something from God. You can open the Holy Bible right now and look about the read about the Daniel fast and the Esther fast and so many other fasts. These are people who wanted something from God. But this book is important. This spiritual fast is important because it wants nothing from God. It wants nothing from Jesus. Rather, we are saying by participating in the fast, we are fasting from our will. For 12 days, we are giving up our will for the will of God in the form of Jesus. Jesus has given me 12 things, 12 days of what he wants, and we are giving up our will to do what he wants. For example, on the first day of Christmas, Jesus wants a very simple thing like prayer. He wants prayer because that is the most important thing to him. He wants us to communicate with him. He wants his people to communicate. Then on the fourth day of Christmas, he wants something else very simply. He wants us to release fear, doubt, 
worry, and unbelief. There were some disciples who tried to cast out a demon from a, a, a boy, but he, they couldn't do it. And, and then Jesus came along and he cast out the very same demon that the disciples were trying to cast out. And he said, and they said, Master, why could we not do that? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And some things require prayer and fasting. So, and then Thomas, of course, when Jesus was, had gone to the cross and had hung on the cross, came down from the, they brought him down thinking he was dead, but Jesus rose from the dead. And the disciples didn't, everyone believed that Jesus had in fact been resurrected from the dead, but one of the disciples named Thomas didn't believe it. He wanted to see the hole in Jesus' hand. And so Jesus, in this season, in this time of, uh, in Christian, in the kingdom, Jesus wants us to believe in the Word of God. He wants us to believe that He did die, that He did rise again, and that He is coming back for us one day, and that He would meet us in the air. So, so as we delve deeper into the fast from day one to day two to day three until we get to day 12, we things should be at a feverish pitch by the time we do, because by day 12, our love for Jesus should be so real, almost tangible, that that we it would have caused us to line up like never before, and so that we would be able to, at the end of the fast, which is the last minute of the fast to take communion in rededication of ourselves to the work of the Lord and to our devotion to Jesus. So the ideal reader are, is twofold. One reader is someone who is already a Christian, who is already saved, who already accepts Jesus. Then they would want to read this and do give up their will for those 12 days for Jesus' will. And then the second ideal reader is someone who still has questions, who still wants to understand, and they would buy the book and read the book so that they would gain a better understanding of who Jesus is, because you really get to know who Jesus is as you turn the pages of the book. Because Jesus becomes more real, and you learn through the 12 days of Christmas that he's not asking for something that's unthinkable. He's asking for things that will do us good, too. On the third day of Christmas, he wants three days a week of fitness. Now, what God would, for his own birthday, would want something that will do us? more good. I mean, so so in he he chooses that we be well, that we have that we be in good health. Hmm. It is his desire that we be in good health. 
Therefore, on the third day of Christmas, he wants us to exercise physically. He wants us to to get in better physical state. Hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. So it, it's it's amazing. So so those two types of readers, those who are still sitting on the fence and questioning, maybe, maybe not, let me read about whether I should or should not. And then, and then the book even provides the way that you can be saved. But, but, but the, the main number one reader are, are the Christians already. Hmm. Well, do you Getting have... those people ready for him as a dress rehearsal in the event he comes back tomorrow because we don't know when he's going to come back. Do you have a fa- <laughs> do you have a favorite passage of the book that you really love reading? Oh goodness. Well, you know, asking me for a favorite part of the book is like asking a parent which one of your 10 children is your favorite. <laughs> So it's kind of hard for me to say, but at the same time, I I do have a couple of favorites, and one is called "If I Could Touch His Him." Now, in this case, it's a poem. Okay. And so, if it, it, may I read it? Yes, please, please, please read it. So I would like to read it, and then I'll explain why. This one is so important to me and why it's so special to me. Okay. It's called, If I Could Touch His Hem. If I could touch my Savior's Hem, my soul would unite one with Him. My feet would walk within His will. I'd know that, yes, He loves me still. If I could touch His garment's tip, I'd sup with Him and take a sip of his blood and covenant, remembering what his dying meant. If only I could touch his shawl, no doubt I would accept his call to follow him and praise him too. No thing for him I wouldn't do. Thank God I reached beyond the veil, far from the nasty pit of hell. My Jesus paid the price for me. My belief in him has made me free. Now, every day I long to feel his power and love I know are real. You too can know this special friend if only you choose to touch his him. Hmm. Now, that poem, is it almost choked me up then. I had to literally control my emotions there because that poem is important to me because unlike the other 22 poems in the book mm-hmm. and the other poems that he gave me that I was not able to put in the book this is the only poem that he also gave me a tempo with mm-hmm. so he gave me a beat and so now I hardly can I was looking at the words literally from my book because now I can, without reading the words, I hardly can remember the words without singing the words. Mm. Because he gave me not only a tempo, but he told me of a gospel artist, a famous gospel artist, who I was to spend the lyrics 
and the tempo too. And because I love the Lord so much, and because I believe in every word He tells me, I was bold enough to do that. Hmm. Now that individual has not contacted me yet, but I actually speak of her. Well, I I can tell it to you because <laughs> it's in my book. Okay. But <laughs> but it actually is Vicky Winan, ah. the incomparable Vicky Winan. Ah. And so I actually had someone. I don't sing, by the way. So, but I actually had someone record me singing. It, it's not for me to sing with her. It was just for me to give her kind of the, the way the tempo was. So are you going to... Sh- so are you although gonna sh- she hasn't contacted me yet, uh-huh. I have met her before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I tell in the book something about... Well, I don't tell how we met, but she will recall. And, um, and so I believe that one day someone is going to tell her about this book. In fact, I may send her a book. In fact, I will send her a book. <laughs> but I believe she's going to record this, this song. It's supposed to be a song. Mm. So, of course, I have a copy written. And, um, but, but the point of that poem... And the, the, the reason it is so riveting is because it tells of a person who has an intense desire to be closer to Jesus. Mm. And in the Bible, it talks about the woman with the issue of blood who desperately wanted to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Yes. And, and she did. And so that's what that book is about. Wonderful. And so, and that's why the passage is important because it tells about the need to get more of Jesus at all costs, and because of the um, tempo and all that he's not didn't give me for anybody else. So I'm guessing you're not going to sing a little bit of it for us, are you? <laughs> I don't think you want me to. Well, sing that. Well, why not? <laughs> Because I'm not a singer, really, and okay. so I would rather you wait to hear Vicky Wine and okay. sing it the way I'll it's been tried and proven, and she's gonna, okay. she's the real singer. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll wait for Vicky to come on singing that song. It's that's lovely. I I look forward to hearing it. Yes.
Vicky Wyman's. I ought to share with you someday, I, I think, the first time I was introduced to the Wyman's. Beautiful day that was. It's, 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 it's so wonderful uh, t- talking with you, hearing your passion for Jesus and uh, sharing. Oh, Neville, I thank you so much. It's, it's a, a wonderful opportunity. And yes, I do have a passion to talk about him. If you can imagine, I guess I, we've probably overshot my time, so I'm sorry. No, no, you, you go right ahead. Don't worry about that. Um, so, oh, Neville, how yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So what uh, tip would you give to an emerging writer who wants to write the kind of books that you're writing? Oh, boy. Well, I, w- I would say, first and foremost, never give up. Because there were times when I, but, uh, God allowed me to have friends, uh, three confidants, who always encourage me, have people around you to encourage you to not give up, keep going, keep going, keep going. But also remember that in the Holy Bible, David encouraged himself. So you have to keep thinking, keep remembering that this is something valuable that you're writing for a certain audience. and and you can do it, and you were chosen to write this. And and then also uh, keep praying and uh, asking God who you should use to publish your book. He specifically told me what publisher to use. Yeah. I, I actually thought maybe it was supposed to be the name of my company, mm-hmm. but but he said no, that was the name of the publisher I was to use. And so that's the tip I would use if, if, if it's something spiritual that you're writing about, then by all means you have to consult God to, to get direction of how to move forward and whether you should go to the left or to the right or what you should do next. Wonderful. Well, how do you feel now that the book is out and you're about to go on your tour? Oh boy, well, I'm pretty excited about this because Jesus told me that he wanted, oh boy, he he wants maximum visibility. You know, he told me, he told me what he is now trying to accomplish with the fast. 
He wants everybody. Mm. He wants he wants everybody doing his will for twelve days. So he wants you doing the fast, me doing the fast. Person three, person million. He wants millions of people doing the fast for those twelve days. He wants everybody thinking about him for those 12 days. And he actually said that he tried to accomplish that on Sundays, but there are so many churches open, supposedly in his name, that, but, but, they, but they don't really talk about him. They're, they, they're open at your church, but th- no one is really talking about him. He really has become forgotten. Even at Christmas, that's the whole point. We we say that Jesus is the reason for the season, but yet we get our gifts, which there's nothing wrong with gifts. Buy the gifts. Bless each other. But remember Jesus. Mm. People go to Christmas parties, nothing wrong with that. But remember Jesus. Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, or in a couple of weeks through my website, which is www.KarenShockleyMinistries, all one word, K-A-R-E-N-S-H-O-C-K-L-E-Y, Ministries.org, and, um, and, and or on Facebook, contacting me on Facebook, Karen Shockley. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Thank you, Reverend, for being the first guest in our new series on Faith in the Future. We're calling it Preachers to the Podium. Thanks. Reverend Karen Shockley's is a tour and her book is called 12 days of christmas as you know you can always join us on the journey from wherever you are and take us freely wherever you may go we are also on the mobile app stitcher you can find out more about reverend shockley's book signings on her website or via this series, which you'll find at thejourney.riosports.com. That is thejourney.riosports.com. Riosports is spelled R-Y-O-S-P-O-R-T-S. Thejourney.riosports.com. Just click on Preachers to the Podium. There you'll also find more about the adorable Kathy's Tea Room which is located at the corner of Coit and Beltline. That's where the Reverend opened her Texas store. Let me also encourage you to bask 
in another of my books, Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. That is Illicet, I-L-I-C-E-T. The book is called Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. You know where to find it. Enjoy. See you next week. Yeah.